0: Five, four, three, two, one. You're now tuning in to True Way Gaming Podcast, hosted by One Way Soldier. We answer your gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. Now available on major platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and others. Helping you game with a better understanding. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Way Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or you can call me Carl. And here on True Way Gaming, we talk about your gaming-related topics and answer uh, your gaming-related questions. So on this episode, I want to talk about well, more like an update, one of them. And then the second one is going to be a topic. And so, first things first, I wanted to give an update, like, well, it was announced today. He's got that uh future game show is coming out on June 9th. Now, I know Troy Gaming is not a gaming news uh how should I say the show is not dedicated to gaming news or anything like that, but you know, again, I'm I'm really excited um to you know, big news earlier this year was that E3 is cancelled, right? And for a little while, I'm talking about like last month, month before, we don't know what's gonna happen. We assumed that or was speculating or was rumored that Microsoft was gonna do their own showcase which they came out and confirmed they are uh which is very exciting uh for june 12th so it sort of like takes that spot of e3 um also is going to be the like xbox um xbox game show slash you know Bethesda game show game show so hope that you know it's really exciting stuff really awesome and then jeff keely also announced right a few days later that summer game fest is going to be returning this year and it's going to be apparently the biggest show yet which i think has only been three years i mentioned in a previous episode um which is going to be at june 9th and um well actually wait june 9th? yeah i think it was june 9th there you go june 9th uh but you know particularly there was one more show that i look forward to tuning into every year that to be honest. It's significantly better than E3. E3 has definitely let me down for the past few years. And that show is um, uh, Game Radar's uh, future game show. Uh, game Radar's future game show is returning on June 9th um, at 3 p.m. Eastern. Or I think, Yeah, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 o'clock Pacific time and 8 p.m. PST time. So, yeah, very exciting stuff. Um, I, honestly, I think they have some good announcements. It's cool that they always choose two i want to say celebrities uh but they choose they always choose like two um i guess well-known like actors and actresses um in the gaming space uh so for example like troll baker was a host one year um last year at the the i forgot the actor's name but the guy that played as uh i think his name was was it luke uh, I think it was, Luke. he was in Resident Evil 8, The the Merchant, there you go, oh Duke, I think it was, but yeah, he, the actor and also the actress that plays as that big vampire lady, I forgot her name, oh my goodness, this is bad, but you know what I'm referring to, Resident Evil 8, two famous actors in there, played significant roles, they were amazing, um, they were the host of last year's show, so I'm curious who's going to host this year, uh, but in other words, just in case if you didn't know, just in case if... You were busy throughout your day and didn't look up any gaming news or whatever. Here you go. So you have, yeah, Jeff Keeley Summer Game Fest kicking things off. And then June 11th, um, Future Game Show. And then June 12th, the Xbox slash Bethesda Showcase. Exciting time to be alive. And I'm really excited. Really, really excited Um that, you know, the it's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be interesting in gaming. Can't wait to see what's coming up. Can't wait to see... I'm really hoping some good announcements, especially from Microsoft. Hopefully we get some great announcements. So, very exciting time to be alive. Am I right? <laughs> so, there you go. So, now that I got the out the way. This and this is mainly, the, you know, it's, it's going to be a short episode or so, but I, I wanted to talk about something. I wanted to talk about, for this episode, and I, I spoke about it before, plenty of times, um... In previous episodes, right, uh, of concerns uh, for DR, DRM related issues, but um, and I wanted to talk about this too in, in last week's uh, episode, but instead we ended up talking about uh, I invited my boy Tony, <laughs> my guest, to talk with me about the Xbox Bethesda showcase, and uh, we we're talking about also two big news of uh, news of two big games that was supposed to be released this year. Uh, canceled and but anyway so in other words I want to talk about it now and that's what happened on May 7th May 8th and May 9th I believe where there was a major outage uh, on Xbox Live on Xbox Live and it just didn't affect the Xbox Series X it also affected the Xbox uh, One consoles and Xbox 360s. Anywhere, pretty much any console that supported like cloud gaming and stuff. 360, there wasn't cloud gaming, but you could, you know, save games on the cloud, I guess. Um, I guess that's why I was affected. But in other words, um, Xbox, again, an outage. And even though it only lasted three days and it was a temporary problem, I think... What happened in those three days really highlights, well, a couple of things. One, it I think it echoes the issue with DRM in general, um, and it really highlights if this doesn't get resolved or DRM doesn't get removed. Um, I think it really highlights the the issue for the future, right? Because I think about, for example, like. I mean, I think this is a good example, but, you know, people say, oh, the car, thats in the future, just live for today, man. You know, and I get it. I get that. But the PlayStation 3 is 15 years old. The Xbox 360, I do believe, is 16 years old, you know, and I could still play them offline, right? I could just turn the consoles on, I could put a disc in, play it, and have fun with the game. And I could go to a retro game store, pick up these consoles, and play them. The problem with today's console, um, and particularly my issue with Xbox Series X, it was actually my issue with Xbox One because you had to update it, you could still play it offline, don't really remember that much issues. Um, but with the Series X in particular, and especially Xbox Series S, this is a major problem for that, uh, but I'll get to that in a few moments. Um, you know, 15 years from now, Right or hypothetically speaking, let's say don't shut. Let's say they shut the servers down. Right, Microsoft. They have made a commitment to backwards compatibility. They have made you know obviously we are still playing 360 games on the Series X and even original Xbox games today. The original Xbox 20 years old and you could play you know a handful of games on the Series X. So it's cool that they made a commitment, but at the same time it feels like a half step because. This DRM issue. You know, 15 years from now, let's say Xbox decided, all right, we're turning off the service for the Xbox Series X, right? Um, it, you know, it's it's weird that you can't unless it's fixed, of course, um, your console without an internet connection is rendered unplayable. And even um and these three issues, it's, it's funny because people say, Oh yeah, you have to set your Xbox at home, right? But what happened on May 7th, 8th, and 9th, even uh, players that uh oh my goodness, players that had set their console home were still unable to play single player games. And um that's very alarming just because there was a server issue with the DRM on the Xbox Series X. So it makes you really wonder that years from now, whenever they show off the servers, um is it going to be just waste? Is it going to be e-waste? And that's where I really rec- recommend, and I really welcome the the modding community to step in. And you know, and, and it, it sucks to even say that because this day and age, when you buy something, especially for five hundred dollars, well, you know, put tax in there, five fifty, right? You know, you bring it home. It, it automatically, something especially for that price, it should you should expect it to work properly. Regardless of status of internet, regardless of, you know, you have a sign in or, you know, if you buy something, you, a game console, you bring it home, you should expect it to work. And it just sucks that for years, you know, gaming companies have, or especially newcomers, you know, especially with the 2020 knockdown uh, lockdowns, I mean, I said knockdowns, I no sense, 2020 uh, lockdowns, you know, there was a lot of new players that came in to to gaming and it's like they've been easily convinced that oh okay you know don't worry they'll fix it whenever they can i guess we have to wait no if you bought something for 550 dollars and expect to play games on it and it's you know it's not doing what it's supposed to do that is a major problem and i don't think it's a right to have that mindset of of you know hey they'll fix it when they fix it you know, even though I bought this machine to play what I want, you know what I mean? That that's, that's very backwards. So, in other words, I hope, and and I'm I'm not, I'm not lie, like I'm not gonna lie, like my prayer even is that this heat on Xbox continues. I I hope that this was a major outage, and again for three days, and it happened on a weekend. And I remember I even scrolled through like uh, tweets or comments. I felt bad. Those people that said, man, you know, I had a hard day, a hard week, right, of work. And I, I wanted just to play Xbox this weekend. And they couldn't even do that due to this outage. And that's very bad, you know. And I just really hope that people continue to put heat on Microsoft and have them remove this. Because to me, that is completely unacceptable. Just because there is an error on their end, we, we don't know what happened, or we don't know if it's a cyber attack, we don't know if stuff just went haywire, somebody made a mistake, we don't know, obviously. But regardless of what's going on in their end, it's like consumers pay for it, you know what I mean? It's like the consumer has to suffer just because they can't hold up or maintain their service. You know, and it's crazy to think about, too, because this is Microsoft we're talking about. They make software, obviously. You know, Windows 11 and all this stuff. And, and they had an outage for three days. You know, that's crazy. Obviously, no company's perfect. And, you know, that's not the point of this. But the point is definitely, or my issues with this, or DRM in general, like, moving forward, I hope that the community really puts heat on Microsoft to really... Flat like, to fix this, but you know, we'll flat out remove it first of all. That it could be playable, even regards you put it online. There should be no excuse. I mean, if you look back in 2013, I remember there was major backlash, major, major black backlash at Microsoft that they wanted to pretty much do the same thing what they're doing now for the Xbox One that you have to do an online check-in order for the console to work every six hours or so, and gamers did not like that you know and then when sony announced the ps4 and that you don't need a online check-in like sony went okay this is where we're stepping in now announced that you don't need you could you know you could lend games to a friend you could buy games used they believe you know whatever game you buy you could do whatever you want with it and you don't need an online check-in and you know what i'm saying like i, I, I would never forget that e3 moment watching it live and everyone was like yeah you know and it was so bad Microsoft revert that decision they stepped back from that position and and made it completely offline and it's just crazy how this generation they're like all right you know we're we're gonna make this happen we're we're gonna do this it needs an online check-in and for what reason as well it's crazy to think about that it's crazy what like I I picture or at least I try to picture right they're in a board meeting and someone brought this up somebody literally an architect department whatever was like you know what to prevent, uh, you know, piracy or any kind or even modding, you know what? We're gonna make this console work only if you have a, consi- a consistent online connection. Even if somebody homes it, that is very bad, and it's so bad to me to the point where I'm gonna be because I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Like, I was a console. I'm a excuse me. I still game on Xbox. I'm not saying I'm not anymore, but. I have like i have a massive library of xbox one games xbox 360 games like in other words my library mainly contains xbox titles i love the original xbox i love that console um so many memorable games on there xbox 360 as well i have a ps3 as well and all the other consoles but i don't know something about xbox i always like you know i love the, the controller whether it was a user interface my first gaming x uh, my first online experience Um, was actually the Xbox 360. I remember playing Halo 2, even as an original Xbox game, but it was backwards compatible on 360, and you gotta play the Xbox Live. And I remember, I met met my first Xbox Live friend on there, and it was dope. You know, it was dope. And, yeah. So, but, anyway, I'm not trying to make... My my point is, after this, right? and, and, And this DRM, and until Microsoft fixes this DRM issue... After this experience of May 7th, 8th, and 9th, you know, I was like, you know what, I don't really, I'm not going to prioritize buying my physical copies on this platform. Literally, I think what I'm going to do now, I'm just going to, any game that comes out, or, that you know, obviously third party, I'm going to buy a physical copy on the PS5 and PS4. I'm just going to stick with that. And then I'm just going to use Game Pass. Like, you know, if it's third party, it's Game Pass. I'll just play on the Xbox through Game Pass. Um, Obviously, if it's an Xbox first party game, I'll just, you know, use Game Pass to access that game and play it, have fun, enjoy it. And that even sucks too, because I feel like even um, Xbox, not even just DRM issue as well, but I feel like they got Well, I know it's developer's choice kind of, but even physical copies of their first party games, you don't get the full game on disc. You have to use the internet to download the rest of the game. One example is Halo Infinite. If you buy a physical copy right now of Halo Infinite, the whole half of the game is on there. So if you try to download that game offline, you need it will tell you to connect to that uh, um, Xbox Live service in order to finish the download, and that's very alarming. And because this makes it the first Halo game, and I said it before, I'm not trying to uh, re- you know sound like a broken record here, you know, but that's definitely alarming. That's definitely, definitely concerning, alarming, and um, that's crazy. I I don't I don't like Microsoft direction. Um, this generation. Don't get me wrong. I like Game Pass. Good. Obviously, that's good. You know, they they made, made the right move there. Their um, commitment to backwards compatibility, definitely the right move. Cloud gaming is awesome. You know, you could play a game on the cloud. If you like it, you're all right. Then you could decide if you want to make that commitment to um, wait until the full game downloads before you play it any further. Um, And, you know, I do like that. And, yeah, but, but man, I don't know. For me, just because I collect games and I've obviously been for years um, since I was young, I think it was that I had my first original Xbox when I was nine years old. Um or eight years old I played no, I think it was nine years old. Yeah. Because I played Halo when I was eight. But it wasn't my own Xbox. It was when I was nine. Yeah. So you know, when I was nine years old, um I was collecting games. And uh yeah, I don't know. Xbox I, I don't like the direction with this. I it really discouraged me from buying physical copies on their platform. So therefore, um because I what I like about Sony too, obviously like that's you know, that's another thing that I mentioned in a previous episode. And not to sound all over the place. But smart delivery, in theory, awesome concept. Execution, don't like it at all. The reason why is because it's cool that you pop in a disc and, oh, this game has an upgrade. Do you want to download it? You could put yes, right? But um, you don't have the option to choose what version you want. So I believe, well, right now, one example, like... Um, Call of Duty uh Black Ops Cold War because uh it was a next gen bundle when you buy that bundle for $70 it comes with two versions in particular of the game Xbox One and Xbox Series X which is cool but I'm talking about first party and again that's that's if the developers choose to do that but the majority and by majority I'm talking about like 90% like over 90% maybe over 95 um when a game has a next-gen content, you you have to download that next-gen. And that, that, you know, you may ask yourself, why does that sound bad? Um, Well, it's because also games, you know, again, we only have one terabyte in the Xbox Series X, actually less than that, 800 and something gigabytes. And if you want to save room, um, if you want to play a game, right, but the Series X version is like 40 gigs more than the Xbox One version, you're probably going to opt to download the Xbox One version so you could just play the game and have fun and still have some room to play your other games and download or even just update the games in general. And you can't do that. But what I love about Sony, they made it easy. So when there is a PS4 game and it has a free next-gen upgrade, you know, third-party in particular, I know Sony laid back on their first party, but first-party and third-party, I guess, you could choose off the bat which console you want to download it for and Microsoft still has yet to do that in their smart delivery and that's very bad that's very bad in my opinion. Um, it's very strange too because you would think Microsoft you know they're more consumer friendly than PlayStation. Um, and then also just again when you buy a physical copy of a game uh, it's weird because because smart, smart delivery automatically makes you upgrade to the Xbox series X version. Um, but on disc, you have the Xbox One version. So it's weird. Like, for example, like, you know, games that i purchased, like Resident Evil 8 Village, right? I bought a physical copy of that on the Xbox. Um, but an Xbox One version is on the disc, not both. It uses the Internet to upgrade the version to the Series X. So let's say years in the future, the service gets cut off. I have an Xbox One version of the game. But I attend, because I actually, I think I, man, did I spend $70 on that? I'm not sure if it was $60 or $70. I'm not too sure. But either way, my intentions were to buy the next-gen version of the game, but I'll automatically have the Xbox One version years in the future. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to buy the PS5 version. Um, and that's why I like Sony's approach. I, mean, I know A lot of people hated that, people were, were upset at that, but I'm like, wait, no, this is actually brilliant because you have the choice to natively buy a PS4 version and or the PS5 version. And if developers support a free next-gen upgrade, for example, with uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, you could buy the PS4 version and then get a free upgrade to the PS5. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Sony's approach is, to this is better. Now obviously Sony, they're not offering free upgrades for the first party. That's that's bad. You know, that, that that's just weird. Um, you know, I can blame Jim Ryan. But but overall, their approach to smart delivery, I feel like they nailed it compared to Microsoft. And that's very strange. And I feel like a lot of people don't speak about that. I feel like a lot of people don't, you know, they excuse it all oh, because we have Game Pass. You know what I mean? And I don't hate Microsoft. I don't hate them. Again, I've been a big fan of them for years, but because of this current generation, it has definitely is definitely steered me strong to PlayStation compared to Microsoft. And it hurts me to say that it really does. And I and I and I do love Xbox. I met my best friends on there. You know, I I really, you know, um, yeah, some friends that I hold dear, right, they are very very dear to me. I've met on the Xbox platform, and I actually got to meet, and God willing, uh, I get to meet one this year as well, but again, it's just, you know, so I guess in a way, I've always been, I guess, loyal, right, to the Xbox platform, Um, but no, in terms of a gamer, in terms of investment, I think I'm gonna, yeah, I think I'm straight up just gonna buy PS5 copies of, of games and PS4, until Microsoft does a massive change or removes it flat out. I think they should just move it flat out, this DRM issue. It's unnecessary. It's it's weird, you know? Um, and what I even like about with Sony, for example, they... And again, I'm not sure how much I spoke about this in my other episodes. I guess I'm just doing an overall summary now. But, like, I even liked how Sony, they tackled, like, the C-bomb issue. When that came to light... <clears throat> Sony removed the seam bomb issue from the PS5 and the PS4. So now you can play. Even if the servers got cut off or whatever. Even if that battery were to die. You could still... The system is completely playable. And that's awesome. Because if you look in the future... You know, again, servers get cut off. PS5, PS4, they're still going to be playable. I wish they do that for the PS3. They have not done that. At least as the date of this recording, they have not. Um done that yet which is disappointing because ps3 games there's still ps3 games that are locked specifically on that platform and yeah i you know i'm not sure if they're, they have, even have plans to bring it on to the ps4 and or ps5 like uh folklore for example um haze even not to ubisoft game but haze it was exclusive to the ps3 um can uh now what else there were some other games. Oh, Killzone uh, 2, Killzone 3. Um, I say? uh, you, you get my point. There's still... Oh, Infamous. That's a big one. Infamous 1 and 2. They're still on the PS3 platform. And, you know, they they haven't brought it to PS4 or PS5. Hope they change that, though, real soon. Um, But either way, if the C-Bomb dies on your PS3... That's it. Like, while the servers are up, make sure you replace that battery and, you know, yeah, (laughs) and connect your PS3 to the Internet. Um, But in other words, without murmuring on and on, it's just besides the PS3. um, Yeah, I don't know. I I just in terms of investment wise, I really think the PS5 and, and PS4 are definitely the way to go. And it's crazy because thinking about also the like May 7th, 8th and 9th, the outage that happened, it sucks because if you were a consumer that actually purchased an Xbox Series S and or the Xbox One all digital edition, your consoles straight up were useless. I'm not sure if Netflix was still working on it. I'm not sure of the other apps. But this outage, you were not able to buy games. You were not able to even games that you already own. Right? You already own. It's in... Your download is already downloading this stuff. You have not launched them. And that is very bad and very alarming. And that's why I will always love physical rather than digital. Um, in terms of, you know, gaming. Definitely. And yeah. So overall, I really hope the community really puts heat on Microsoft to do something about it. Because obviously their solution with this console it's not a good solution i don't see any benefit from this i know there may be people like yeah well we need drm because there's people that pirate there's people that and, and that's the thing too and, you know and, and i could agree with that you know that argument to an extent but the problem is that if you look at every generation now there are still people that somehow emulate the games um they reverse uh what I think what I'm trying to remember that term uh they like pretty much reverse engineered it and release it um I think we really had a I think somebody literally built from the ground up Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time the the, the Nintendo 64 version um and my you know and I think Nintendo can go after them because again that that's their code not Nintendo's um you know it's a weird thing you could look it up and yeah, whatever. There's videos out there explaining that. Um but yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's definitely so you know, and I get it. I get it. There is people that pirate and stuff, you know, it is an issue, but at the same time, go back in every every console that issue has not been resolved. Even with these latest DRM implementations, there is—I think—every game has been pirated one way or another. And I—and I do know there's even a—it's cool because I think Watchmojo.com they even have like a video of certain games. Like, I guess in within their code, if they feel like it's not uh—not feel like—but if the code registers that this is a pirate copy, then they will either make like uh, an enemy in the game they can never die, so therefore you can never progress in the game. Um, I think like Alan Wake, for example, they put like an eye patch in your eye uh, on the on Alan Wake's eye or something. Um, and, you know, stuff like that. In other words, in other words I feel like there's, there's different ways that this could be handled, especially with that. Developers, they could put within the code. If this is not a legitimate copy, you know, the, the game just crashes or something. I don't know. But what we have seen over the years... And this is factual. What we have seen over the years is because of DRM, it really hurts the consumer. It doesn't help them at all. Like, you know, it is really the consumer suffers. You know what I mean? And it sucks. It really, really does suck. There is no excuse to why. You buy a console for a high price. You bring it home. And let's say, and I had that too. I used to work in a game store uh, years ago. Um was it 2018 i used to work in a game store um was it 2019 what is anyway i worked in a game store and i used to literally legit half of the customers you know not you know not the majority but i used to have a handful of customers like oh yeah by the way sir do you know if i need an online connection to order to play this game and or download the game <clears throat> and me i was knowledgeable i'll tell them yes or you know or no depending on one game um but you know what I mean? Like it's just like I feel bad because like a person that for whatever reason they don't have internet or you know they, they you know they're like you know what I have some free time I just want to buy a console and so I could just have some fun in my free time and they buy it and it just doesn't work out the box. They need to figure out okay where can I eat? do? Do I have to invest in the connection? Do I bring some McDonald's and update it? Do I <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Really, DRM does not help anybody, and and it's obviously what they're doing. Microsoft, especially, is not the solution. Come on, there's an outage; nobody could play the games, nor buy anything, or etc. That's bad, you know. And of course, Sony, I'm not, you know, they had outages too, but at least people were still able to play their single player content. They were still able to play their games because the system, uh, in terms of architecturally, it's not reliant on. Um, I should say, well, at least the core aspect of it is not relying on the internet. Because I know, like, for example, the PS5 fans, um, they're adjusted through an update for the PS5, um, the speeds of it, I mean, and etc. But what I mean is regardless if there was an outage on Xbox Live itself, I mean, on uh, PlayStation Network, I mean, um, you could still play the console, you know what I mean? Unlike Xbox, where it was just e-waste and power bricks, you know, basically So, yeah. So, that's all I wanted to talk to you about, uh, talk to you guys about. I just wanted to just express my concerns, frustrations um, about DRM and how disappointed I am with Microsoft. I understand no company is going to be perfect, but come on. Just because they have an outage for whatever reason... It left millions of players unable to play their games or purchase content. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, there's there's no no excuses to that. It, you know, it it sucks, you know. And then um, and also also just one last point as well, going back to you know DRM. Yeah, consoles they always had ROMs and emulators, etc. You know what I mean? And I, th- I look at Valve. Because they just released the Steam Deck. the handheld PC, basically. And what I love what they're doing with that handheld console. I'll call it... Because you can also dock it to the TV as well. So I'll call it a console as well. With their console, you could do whatever you want with it. If you wanted to, you could literally make it a Windows 10 handheld. Or a Windows 11. You could literally decide uh you could uh not play steam games if you want you could download uh g what's it called gog.com so like g-o-g you know website and play from there you could download the epic game store on there and play games like that you could you could do whatever you want you could literally change the software and handheld obviously at your own risk and that's that's dope you know and so this we're talking about like Steam, like valve They have billions of dollars. Steam is very successful, and what I like how they're sort of trying to, and I hope they pioneer this. I hope that it catches on. I hope Microsoft, you know, I'm not too sure, but I hope that Microsoft, Nintendo, or Sony will could look at, you know, Valve, and see how successful they are, and be like, man, you know what? What if what if we took off the DRM? What what if we made these consoles customizable, and have consumers whatever do to let consumers do whatever they want to do with it you know what i mean and 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 again we're talking about valve so because and it's cool it's cool that what you see on, on youtube whatever look up what people have done with their steam decks it's amazing it, it feels amazing investment that you pay this price first of all how affordable it is for what you're getting but then also just the freedom to do whatever you want with it that is very appealing and something that we have not seen in years. So, I don't know, something to think about. And, yeah, hopefully I, I don't know, I would like to hear your thoughts about it, guys. I would like to hear your thoughts, you know, wherever you're, um, and I thank you so much for your time. You know, if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave a comment down below. I would like to hear your, th- you know, your view on this. Um, also, I want to say just thank you so very much for, uh you know, again, blessing me. Uh, if you uh, if you guys have any topics and or questions uh, you want to be addressed here on the show, you could email me at twgpquestions uh, at gmail.com. Make sure you leave your name um, and also on the subject line put question and or a topic. And also, in addition, if you guys have any prayer request, you could also with that same email you could just put prayer request as well. Um, and you know. Be praying for you guys, you know, whatever concerns you have or anything you need prayer for, you can send it uh, to that email as well, and then, uh, yeah, be praying for you guys, you know, and then you can also follow me as well, I'm on Twitter, at True Way Gaming, I'm on Instagram, at True Way Gaming Podcast, praise the Almighty King, what else, oh, YouTube, True Way Gaming Podcast as well, you can follow me there as well, I'll leave the, you know, the the titles, and the links and stuff in the description as well. And um, and again, guys, I hope you have a blessed time, you know, a blessed day. Um, and thank you so very much for your, just your love and support. And wherever you're, you know, hearing me right now, um, please leave a subscribe, a follow. And please tell your friends and family about True Way Gaming, um, if, especially if they want to have an experience where they get to interact with me. That we get to talk about their questions or um you know any any topics they want to be heard you know they could you know send it here on the show so well gaming related of course all right so i love you guys god bless you jesus loves you my name is one way soldier and this is the end of my transmission you